Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Colonel. Today on Coffee with the Colonel, we'll be talking about uh, what DOD projects will be cut if the Pentagon ended up funding some of the wall. Now, that's uh, going to be on hold because the lawsuits will keep everything going. Now, who's also staying in Syria? Because we're not completely pulling out because that is just plain stupid. And insult us, why don't you? Ah. Oh, a judge says a men-only draft is not right. Huh. Well, that'd be interesting for everybody out there. There's not too many of us left out there who were actually drafted, but that's fine. Rise and shine. I know it's dark out there. I've already completed my morning PT. Had a great workout. I weighed in. Hey, I've lost some weight. I'm happy about that. Not near my uh, <laughs> army weight, though. Sorry about that, people. Or I should be apologizing myself for that. Hey, I'm retired Lieutenant Colonel Bill Prophet. I'd like to welcome you to a brand new edition of Coffee the Colonel. I've done a little stroll around the perimeter because it's clear out there today, bright and sunny. It is about 15 degrees out there, so I'm not fond of that, but I was able to take a nice stroll around the perimeter. Everything's good. None of the cans have rattled. They might still be frozen. Hell, it's probably water down in there keeping the little rocks from rattling if someone were to trip them. I haven't had to pop smokers yet, but I want the choppers to stay warmed up. We are still broadcasting here at Axiom News Network, the home of... The John Provitt Show, we've heard it both ways, which just celebrated its one-year anniversary. Wee doggy, people. How's that, John? Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, Johnny and I had a nice, long conversation about all kinds of interesting stuff. That episode will be up just, I'd say about an hour after this one goes up on our website and Facebook. Okay, folks, yeah, I listen to them celebrate their one-year anniversary. And also, we got Southwest Ohio Swimming, oh, and you're truly here at uh, Coffee with the Colonel. Now, we will continue to broadcast the truth until we are overrun by the truth-denying progressive hordes. And, you know, if uh, some of the politicians out there had their way, we wouldn't be broadcasting today unless we were broadcasting their lying sack of dirt stuff. But that's fine. You know, we're here. They have to find us. We don't want them to, but they have to find us. We can move. Okay, hey, I want to give you a little bit of a story. Uh, I was at uh, I was a company commander at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and the drill sergeant brought this kid in. I'm going to call him a kid. He was a brand-new basic trainee. We were within the first couple of days. This kid was tall and must have weighed 300 pounds. He came in. To, <laughs> he wanted to get out of the Army. He'd been in there two, three days, you know, in the reception station. First of all, the reception station sent him to us after he could do two push-ups. Okay, people. <laughs> I like to, that's that's one of the reasons my, my myself and my drill sergeants always hated recruiters. They sent us people like this. Now, I, I was there to counsel the young man, try to get him to be more positive about staying in the Army. And I asked him, I said, have you ever seen a Rambo movie? Oh, yes, sir, I have. Did he look like you? He thought for a second, I know, sir. Did you ever think maybe, just maybe, you should be in a little bit better shape when you come in here so it wouldn't be absolutely miserable to you? He's thinking, thinking, and he's crying. I thought, oh, my God. What's your specialty going to be when you get finished here? He's going to be some kind of supply thing. I don't know what the hell it was. I said, first of all, millions of people have gone through basic training. Millions, literally millions. There is, you know, you can make it. Now, it's all in your head. Now, it's not. are you going to have fun doing this? Oh, hell no. You're overweight, can't do two push-ups, and I'm sure you can't do a two-mile run. Uh, drill sergeant kind of confirmed that because they'd had him out doing some stuff. I said, well, I'll tell you what. You need to stay because you need to complete this. You will feel like crap the rest of your life if you leave the Army and say, I couldn't finish basic training. I cried. Of course, probably the story that he would tell was that he was abused or some goofy-ass stuff. But, you know, because it's never someone else's fault anymore. It's No one accepts responsibility. I said, you're going to have to uh, 
do a few things. I said, first of all, well, of course, I had real army cooks at the time. And for my basic training unit, there were no desserts. And my guys liked to bake. I knew these guys. They liked to bake. I said, no, no desserts, no uh, pastries in the morning, just normal food, no dr- soda drinks. They can have iced tea, milk, water. Do not put any sweetener out there. They don't need any of that stuff. And I, I told this young man that I said, you are going to lose weight just by the diet we're going to give you. You will report to your drill sergeant every other day and you will weigh in. And I said, you will do the runs every day. Now, they're going to hurt like hell and you may fall out. There'll be a drill sergeant there to make sure you finish the runs. You will get bigger. You will get stronger. You will get faster. But uh, <laughs> he, he was still crying. And finally, finally got him settled down and I filled out all the counseling forms you have to fill out. Which it's, oh, Christ, you know, it's all kinds of stuff, you know. And uh, I don't know how it works today because I've been out of the game for a while. But uh, I do believe, at least from some folks, that well, I don't know about Army, but Marine and some Navy folks, they take them out and they do some exercise stuff with them. I'm hoping the Army recruiters are doing the same thing. I hope they're being honest. Now, how's the DOD going to do finish up their projects, or what projects are they going to ignore if they have to fund the border wall? Now, that is a big if with a capital F and like a thousand font, okay? Capital IF, capital of a thousand font, because I don't think that the courts are going to allow the president to use their money. Now, the military communities whose local projects weren't scheduled to begin until later this year, they're, they're going to be most likely cut in order to anticipate funding the border wall. OK, now, if it's already in process, if the uh, I'm going to talk about that here. Now, they've also described on a condition they not be named because they didn't want the word to get out who, who they're talking, who they're, who's talking. But the, they're talking about taking $3.6 billion from military construction and $2.5 billion from counter-drug account. Okay, now that's – now, I'm not – I'm I've become somewhat a fan of the president, but I'm not going to apologize for him. He should not have done this. He should not have pushed this forward. This is stupid. He was getting 55 miles of wall, the funding for it. He had some money. Hey, there'll be another physical year. He can argue for more money later on and eventually get the thing done, maybe in piecemeal, but hey, that's life, you know? We don't buy cars and pay cash for the most part. We pay, um, you know, you get your little mortgage, your loan, and you pay for them in peace. Well, he could have done the same thing. Now, there's going to be a lot of folks challenging this, both the uh, the, the, the lawsuits probably through the Ninth court Circuit out there in California, because they, they, but they, they're probably most overturned court also, but I'm not sure about this thing. Now, of course, everybody's going to be raising hell about their projects being cut. You know how that is. Uh, my project is more important than Fort Polk's project. That's what Fort Benning's going to say or something like that. See, they're all going to do that. Now, if the projects have not been awarded to a contractor yet, that'll be the easy thing, okay? If they're... Uh, if the money's not can have not have been committed, the the signatures are not on the paper. That's fine, okay. But one of the big things that they need to do, and I've been talking about that on here before, is military housing is showing up with lead. They've got to complete that. They have to fund that completely. Now the projects that are about updating, fixing, replacing existing facilities, those need to be done. New facilities may not be necessary in, in my mind. Now the Pentagon received a $10.5 billion in fiscal budget, which is a 7% increase over 2018. So they, I would, if this were to be done, I would suggest they take the 7% increase and commit that to anything that the president might want. That, that would end up, if, if it's approved 
all the way through the quartz and everything. I would suggest that rather than actually cutting. Now, they're going to be taking these projects away from recapitalization projects, which they're going to be, they're also going to be given the big pushback because there are so many projects that have to be done, but also there's so many pet projects that don't need to be done. You know, it's uh, back when they were planning to close installations. There was this giant, this room with this giant matrix. This is before com computer matrixes on your, you know, your, your laptop or something. And they had this, these giant matrixes going around the room with all the installations and why they should be saved, why they should be cut. The bottom line came was Senator A more powerful than Senator B. So Senator A was going to keep his installation open even though it was chosen to be cut for thousands of reasons. And Senator B's was chosen to be maintained or even added on to or improved because he or she didn't have the oomph. That's how secret, you know, that's how things happen. Unfortunately, that's how it happened. It's not scientific uh, process of doing this decision matrix stuff does not all, does not usually work out in the long run. If senators are losing jobs or can have a chance to add jobs, government jobs especially, to their area. Now, the Pentagon has repeatedly said that the family housing projects that are a part of this thing, that money will not be spent toward the wall or anything else. I would like to guarantees. My God, there are no guarantees. I would like to have that money definitely fenced off, and everybody out there who's dealt with military funding understands fencing off money. It, it fence that money off, commit the money, sign the contracts. Once the, sign, the contracts are signed, well, you know, you're not going to break those contracts. So that's going to be a penalty involved, paid by the, by the government. Now, will the president get this finally approved? Will the DOD finally cough up the money out of their coffers to pay for this? Now, I believe there is a crisis at the border. I don't believe it should be taken. I don't believe the president's power should reach so far as to say, hey, I'm going to cut into everybody's budget and fund this. Because let's let's be realistic, people. He's He might be the president for two more years. He might be the president for six more years. But there's going to be somebody after him. Imagine just in your worst nightmares, people, imagine AOC being the president. Imagine her taking the entire, using the same process, especially if it gets upheld in court by uh, this time around for President Trump. Imagine her taking the entire budget of DOD and putting it toward this fantasy thing of hers of light rail, national light rail. Now, the city of, uh, no, correction, the uh, state of California just found out it ain't possible to do it. They found out their $10 billion budget was going to overrun to $77 billion. So they stopped. Now, I have to give the governor of California some credit for having sense to not keep pouring money into that. But you know he has to be on AOC's poo list for stopping that because he's showing that, well, oh, and Dianne Feinstein is on her poo list today because she, there, I don't know if you saw this, but some kids went to her office and they were all for this. They'd been brainwashed and taught the script. They were, did you see that job where she, these kids went to Diane Feinstein's yeah. office That's and they were, funny. yeah. And they were spitting out the party line about uh, the new green, the green new deal and Feinstein who is not a nut job. Now she has gone to the left in order to, try to maintain herself as one of the cool kids, I guess. That's my phrasing. That's not very good. Uh, she basically said, there's no way to fund this thing. 
Well, this morning I saw in the news where AOC has attacked her. And I knew that was coming. I just didn't know when she was going to do it. Um, logic is not needed. The way to get these things done is not needed. All you have to do is throw out, yes, we're going to have national light rail. Everybody's going to ride light, light rail. We're going to get rid of the cars because you're going to not allow anybody to use gas. I'm not sure how the, the planes are going to fly. Uh, the people and people, no one's going to go to Europe very often because uh, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll, the cruise line industry will thrive. But you know what? I don't think they use, you know, I th- what do they use to generate their power? They use gasoline stuff. They don't use, <laughs> I haven't seen one of those cruise ships that has solar panels all nailed up and down the side of it yet. Okay. Now, even the even the Hawaiian senator, who's a whack job and wants men to get the hell out of the way, said, uh, "Well, that's not really for us, you know." So she's not she's not getting a whole lot of support, except from the folks who are crazy like her. And Feinstein wants to combat climate change. She's just admitting that the Green New Deal is not in any way feasible. You can't afford it. It doesn't actually improve the climate. And unless these people are willing to, you know, invade China and India, I don't think there's going to be a lot accomplished on that front. Yeah, well, China and India are trying to become like us. In order to get there, they're still essentially, my words, no one else's, going through the Industrial Revolution. They're using tons of coal. And they're not worried about it being high sulfur coal or anything like that. They're using tons of coal. Same Africa. These countries want to be where we are. Now, they're years away, decades away, so they're using this, the old you know, the coal system, which is still good. Now, in our country, we have scrubbers in the smokestacks to help prevent pollution. We are not mining where, where my dad grew up. Those mines are no longer used. He was a coal miner because they're too high in sulfur. We are, I hate this word, we are proactively trying to prevent pollution. But we're one country. We have cut back tremendously. We have standards for the cars. I don't know if any of you guys are ever, have ever been Ice Road Trucker fans, but they did a uh, really divergent here, but not really. They did a, uh, a season in India. Oh, no, those those vehicles are dangerous, and they burn anything that they can get to burn, okay? So India is, is, is thriving. They want to be where we are, and if we try to enforce and take that away from them, that's not going to be very you know popular among them. They want to be us. Everybody wants to be us, except apparently... <laughs> AOC and her friends. They want us to be Venezuela. Good God, she's nuts. I'm sorry. She, I, I don't mean to do that. That's, a, that's a, not a very good descriptor. She's not educated enough. She needs to read. She needs to learn. She needs to really study all the, the history of socialist countries. Not one has been successful. Even the ones that everybody wants to talk about that are around today, up there in those all-white countries of Sweden and Norway and all those places— they don't. It's not working there. And those aren't actually socialist countries. They're not. They're. I mean, the countries are, are okay. They're only fine, but they're they're surviving despite the socialism. Yes. They, they, I wouldn't point to them as some shining example of success. You know, they the, their corporate taxes are extremely low. They they don't. Um, you know, it's not really a socialist country at all. And the taxes on the on their people are very are very high. Um, but it's it's a lot easier to implement a socialism in a place where everyone is the same. Basically, mm-hmm. they also have a lot of oil money that they that they make, f- and the government basically disperses to the to the people something that we would not be able to do, and also right. something that 
that co- the countries would, are going to struggle severely when they're when they run out of that oil and they can't do that anymore. That is true. Now you'd have to go find this. I'm sure it's on YouTube. But Oprah went over there to one of those countries. I forget which of the Scandinavian countries, and she visits someone in her home, and she was impressed with their minimalist setup. Well, you know, you know why that's minimalist. They don't have the money to buy things. Everything is damn expensive. Taxes are high on things. A car, look up the price of a car in some of those countries. It's oh. twice what it is here because it's tax. Tax, tax, tax. You know, a twenty thousand, let's say a $40,000 car here costs $80,000 there because of taxes. It's not because people don't want to have a cluttered house. They'd love to have a house cluttered with all the crap we have if they had the money to do it. Now, the U.S., uh, let's move on here. The U.S. is keep, going to keep 10% of its fighting force in Syria, which is a little bit opposite to what Trump had said. Now, we're not talking a whole lot of folks. They're talking about maybe 200 troops. These are going to be uh, advisors. Uh, they're going to be the ones who know how to laze and get missiles on target. They're going to be the ones who can call for artillery, who can call for air power. They're not, um, well... If they're doing that, they're not too far from the front lines. But they're not the ones going to be fighting the war. There are folks over there who we cannot abandon. The, there's a section of there's a, a enclave of Kurds. Now, if anyone has been, let's do history. In Vietnam, the Montagnards, who were called yards by most people, were ethnically Chinese. The the the, the South Vietnamese people hated them. But the Mountain Yards were extremely loyal to us. They fought with us. They went toe-to-toe. They were very effective fighters. Then we left them. Well, hell, they're a minority. What happened to a minority? They're killed for the most part. You know, We cannot leave the Kurds to fight on their own. They are a minority in this, country, in this region. They need, in in, uh, in, uh, Iraq, they actually need their own state, if not their own country, because, uh, well, they've been, they're good. They fight. The Iraqi soldiers were not very good fighting, at fighting, but the Kurds were superior fighters. Okay. Now we're going to have this drawdown because President Trump wants to have it. But again, we only have like two grand soldiers in the country. So we're going to keep 200 there. Again, I say they're going to be the ones who are going to be training Anyone who who's willing to be trained by them, I'm suspecting they're going to be largely special forces soldiers because if you're not aware, special forces soldiers are basically teachers. They are designed to go in and uh, give put 10 special forces soldiers on the ground. They can train a 1,000 who then go and train their own people. They're leaving, they said they're leaving 400 in? 200. I think they – I heard 200 originally, and I heard they changed it. They had to, upped it to four. Oh, have they? Well – it would make those guys a little more comfortable. They do need support on the ground, too. They can't just be left themselves. Now, if they're out there, they're probably spread thin among these the forces that are being supported by us. You don't put them all in one spot. So they will be out there. Now, the problem we've had with some of our allies in the past, especially in Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, is our allies are friendly, friendly, friendly. We train them up. They walk through the gate and start shooting our people. We do not want our people to be banded, okay? We want our people to also be protected over there. So a little bit of numbers will not be bad for them. Now, I want to talk about something. Uh, uh, Bill Maher, uh, 
Do you know what day it was, John, when he made that comment about everybody in the in the, in the flyover states wants to be him? I'm not sure. If he did it on his show, it was Friday. Okay. His show's always on Friday. He made some kind of smart-ass comment that everybody out here in the, the flyover states want to be him. And when I say him, I mean that East Coast, West Coast, because liberal bastion of nuttiness. We want to be them. Well, I've got news for him. I'm happy being me. I don't want to be him. That's damned egotistical to think that he wants to be, that I want to be him, or you want to be him. That's exactly what someone would say who wanted to be him. Yeah, well, yeah, true. No, I have no desire to be him. I he, uh, I think he used to be funny. Now, it's just a political show, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. See, and now... Uh, I mean, occasionally, I mean, he does stand up. Still, does he? But occasionally, he's funny, but uh, yeah, I think he's, it's more about pushing his message. Where would these guys be? Where, do you how popular they, would how what their what would their ratings be if Donald Trump had not been elected? What do you think? They would be significantly lower. I yeah. Now I, I saw. Can't, I can't say for sure, but now I saw. I heard some numbers the other day that the is it the New York Times? Hmm. What about uh, it? Washington Post? Oh, I'm losing What's, my mind here. What is the... They have a, they're averaging hundred million dollars of online yeah, advertising. Yeah, it's the New York Times. New York Times. Now we're talking about a newspaper that. They want, I think they said they want to hit, by 2020, they want to hit 10 million digital subscribers. Oh, my. And they think they're going to. Because just a few years ago, their stock was actually lower. <laughs> the value of their stock was lower than the price of their paper, which yeah. was pretty bad. So they they should be saying, hey, thank you, Mr. President. They ought to send him a nice present for Christmas, send seems him a nice me, car. Seems to me whether it, you know it's liberal, because you, I think you're suggesting that a lot of liberals are, wa- are mm-hmm. watching and reading yeah. because of Donald Trump. But it seems to me that pretty much everyone on both sides of the aisle are more interested in politics. Maybe it's maybe possible. I'm over-exaggerating that because I'm in the industry, mm-hmm. but I, it seems to me like a lot more people are getting political, talking political, and they're interested in there. It's almost like a sport to them now. It's like something they want to watch and follow, well, and, and, yeah. and it's almost entertainment a lot of times. And, and I think it's... I think that's bad for the human for the human psyche, but I think it's good for what we're trying to do. It's good for people who are in our in, in this business and for, like the New York Times and like ActionNewsNetwork.com. Right. Well, yeah. If in order to talk about them, you have to read them. So uh, there probably is a bit of that uh, um, subscription hmm. that's people on the right. So so you know what's going on on the left, which is uh, hate to hate to use a, 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 a this phrase, but you have to know what your enemy's thinking. <laughs> and uh yeah i listen to some very liberal podcasts i read some very i go to some very liberal websites but because yes you want to know the popular narrative and talking points for people you disagree with because that makes you that'll make you better prepared to basically you know refute their arguments yes it will now it was kind of funny the other day when uh, um oh shaquille and uh charles barkley yeah. were having fun at uh, mr smollett smollett's expense be- because too many of the sports shows lately, well, ESPN, very <laughs> are very political. Yeah. Now they now they got political off on that political and left leaning. Yeah, political and left. Now they got the, they they got sidetracked on this, but they weren't exactly touting the virtues of Mr. Smollett. They were basically saying he was an idiot for using a check. Yeah. And uh, I mean, isn't that isn't that crime one hundred and one? That you don't you don't use a credit card or a check. I, you gotta use I, cash. If you want I to do believe that's what the two the two basketball icons were saying. Isn't you don't every, write a check. Everyone know that. <laughs> I'm like this guy is maybe the worst hoaxer of all time. And apparently he was cheap at it too because he's making two million dollars last year and he paid these guys thirty five hundred dollars. And also 
they traced a lot of the stuff to his cell phone. He was too cheap to buy a burner. He could have bought three burners for these guys, for himself and the other two guys, and they could have dumped them five seconds afterwards, and there would have been no trace. I have some... I'm, I'm highly skeptical about his intelligence level. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure he's someone you'd want to go to for any kind of wisdom. <laughs> well, you know, we've criticized... Now, I, I, I guess we here at Axiom, Axiom have criticized some of the comments of some of the... Um, I'm going to say Hollywood celebrities have made because in some of the things that they've spouted, because they are very good at reading scripts and memorizing scripts, but they need to go out and read some basic 101 economic textbooks. They need to read some history. I'm I'm not talking, you know, going out and getting John Smith's book and going through that because I've tried that once and I'm not smart enough to get through it, but just get basic 101 economics. And uh, and some basic, uh, oh, hell, let's go high school textbooks, maybe, and read about some of the people who are out there. We know how many branches of government there are. I mean, even <laughs> Alexander Ocasio-Cortez doesn't know how many branches of government there are. No. And uh, who was the other one? Was it uh, Warren? Didn't yeah. she mess up on that, Elizabeth, too? Elizabeth Warren. She said something like there's two, she said like there's two chambers of God. Uh, the senator or something. Yeah, as as so being like, each branch of government. I forget yeah. exactly what she, yeah. she called the, yeah, I forget what the exact quote was, but she screwed up very basic knowledge on our governmental system. And part, she's, part that she's, you know, she's not, she's a part of it too. She has to know there's three branches. She's a member of one of those branches. Yeah, it's just like, oh my goodness, these are the, but you know, you look at, I just saw some, I forget, you know, all the different questions, but I just saw some article last week that was basically saying a majority of, I believe it was a majority of Americans can't pass a basic uh, history exam, civics right. test. Right. And a lot of the questions were, some of the questions were hard. And I was like, okay, well, I can see how a lot of people wouldn't know. It's like, what, you know, what, what president was, the, it was like, who was the fourth president? So, you right. know, no, some, no, no, no. There's some difficult ones, but there are also plenty of very easy ones that a lot of people couldn't answer. I bet you, I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, you are talking about the three branches of government. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe 30, 35, 40% oh. of this country couldn't name the three branches of government. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, Guess what? Be, These no. people are, are voting, though. They're still voting. Yes. So, so then it's like, oh, I'm not that surprised that we have people as, as moronic as Elizabeth Warren and, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and AOC, Alexandria Ocasio, you know, Nina, yeah. Nina Pinta, Santa Maria Cortez. <laughs> I'm not surprised we have people that dumb and, and that, uh, you know, ignorant and uninformed in the congress when you look at how ignorant and uninformed a lot of the american people are now there's a lot of smart people and and i think it's inappropriate for you know bill maher said that a lot of americans in the flyover states are stupid i think there's a lot of americans everywhere that are stupid yes and to suggest that just because you live in a certain part of the country makes you stupid and that or that you live in a certain a certain other part of the country that makes you smart no what what makes you smart or dumb is a lot of times what kind of research you're going to put into these things whether you're going to be willing to change the way you think about things or you're so set in your ways that you're not going to learn at all yeah, it's just uh, it's kind of sad to see some of the stuff going on. It is. Well, I always like the random thing where someone comes out and gets the people on the yeah. street and say, hey, uh, did you vote for President Obama because he supported this, this, this? Oh, yeah, I really was. Well, you that's like the Green New Deal that's aimed at. <laughs> do you like Donald Trump's Green New Deal that's aimed at combating climate change? No, no. But because it's him. Donald Trump, yeah, but then it's like, oh, well, it's actually by AOC. Oh, yeah, I like that. People so, are idiots. Like they don't know anything. And yet they are voting. But then, of course, we've, we've, we have – I do believe that the fellow who lost to AOC is probably kicking himself in the ass. If he had shown up at the debate Jesus. and answered the questions, he could have eaten her lunch, I think. I wonder if someone – I wonder if she's going to lose re-election in 2020 because she cost all those jobs. 
turns out she was using campaign money to pretend, allegedly illegally pay her boyfriend. Oh. She was just fu- using it to like funnel money to him. To, to him. Um, she killed all those jobs. She, yep. she, she makes all these mistakes. I wonder if so, and she, she pisses off a lot of liberals, you know, more con- um, establishment liberals. I wonder if they're gonna, she's going to get a strong challenge and they're going to put a lot of money into her primary opponent. She only won, she only had 15,000 Yes. Which is crazy because she has like almost two and a half million followers on Twitter. Like she's one of the most interactive with people on Twitter. She would be. She would. That's the thing. I think she could easily lose a race like that. Like a, her, she could lose her reelection, but she could compete pretty well nationally. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she won, runs for president one day. And I think she would struggle because I think a lot of people do like her. I also think she would struggle just because she would get up there and she would just sound like an idiot. Cause she, she would. She, she is one. She. I've I've listened to some of her interviews and she's. You're going. Huh? What the hell did you just say? I that makes no sense. And you know the people who are interviewing her are throwing her softballs. How are you going to pay for the? Yeah, they're not even asking tough questions. How are you going to pay for the Green New Deal? Oh, you know the way we pay for everything. Um, <laughs> would you like to elaborate a little bit on that? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, oh true, true. Yeah, she's a, uh, and like I say, the people are throwing her softballs, and you can see them because the camera's on them, and they're going, like, uh, huh? Uh, the hell did she just say? Yeah. Well. I want to thank Jonathan for joining me today. He's always here doing the producing, but he's he had our vo- a voice in this today, which is nice to have a second voice. It helps with the podcast. Now, I and the other staff here at Axiom News Network would uh, always we always welcome your comments. So please do that. You can go to either Axiom News Network and offer our comments, or you can do it on Facebook. Now we all we always have stuff posted. We're going to post a bunch of stuff today. We're going to have probably at least three podcasts going up today. So you should be listening to those. Don't now if you're fine. If you just want to listen, look at the, go to Facebook and look at the title and put a smart ass comment down there, but listen to the entire podcast. Okay. We've scaled back on content a little bit. Uh, I'm spending a lot of my time uh, focusing on less on creating content and, and managing the website and more on, getting ready for pitch meetings and invest meetings with investors right. we have coming up. So we've scaled back on the content a little bit, but in the near, in the near future, we're well, after we get uh, some investments involved, we're hoping to really, really increase maybe, right. maybe fivefold or even the content. If We'd we like get a, if we get a few people in here working with us, we could be, it could be, do, you know, we could go very well. I think we would like to have, we're going to like to add more contributors, like to have more podcasts, like to add more articles on the website. So we'd like to do all that stuff. That is our mission. That is our goal. Now, I want to wish you a good day. I'm going to get myself a second cup of coffee. You go out there and have a nice day. Thank you for listening.